Hello and welcome to Think Fit, Be Fit podcast. My name is Jennifer Schwartz. I am the founder of Impact Your Fitness and the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast network. I'm also a certified muscle activation techniques, RX practitioner, a certified exercise physiologist, and a co-author in lifestyle medicine. My mission is to get you an upgraded mindset for a more potent workout. I inspire and educate everyone to build resilience and knowledge to boost their quality of fitness and exercise. The Think Fit Be Fit podcast network is a refreshing change of pace from how you would normally talk about fitness. And today is a great episode on enjoying exercise and changing our perception of really strength training and being in your knowledge and owning how you work out. And also, um, it's just a really great conversation between two women who have been in the industry for decades. (laughs) Today, I'm hosting a wonderful friend and colleague, Meredith Mack. We are going to discuss her training philosophy, empowered exercise, overcoming challenges, and just the overall sustainability of our exercise. You can check her out at MeredithMack.com. She's also on Instagram at Meredith Mack, uh, Meredith underscore Mack, as she is a New York City personal trainer, a muscle activation technique specialist. She has a degree in nutrition from NYU and is a IFBB bikini pro that we, and we discussed uh, about that part of her fitness career. And, you know, I learned a lot. Actually, I was, um, she really shared some uh, personal insights and reflections on you know, her journey with fitness. And I just, I've really appreciated, uh, just how open, you know, she was in the conversation and, you know, on our Instagram, we can clearly see like a beautiful person, but then today I'm, I'm really excited to show you the beautiful inside, you know, the, the beautiful terrain of Meredith Mack and, um, that she also does bodybuilding, you know, and working out for the inside and on an emotional, from an emotional level, um, to, you know, inspiring others in this beautiful, soulful, empowered way. And I'm really excited, um, that you guys get to listen in on this conversation. Before we do that, please head on over to think fit be fit podcast to sign up for the newsletter we are a network so we got a lot of updates and that's where you can stay current with us and what's going on uh within you know our own process how we are uh learning things and what things we might be reading and exciting interviews and you know things that you just don't want to miss will be on that newsletter head on over to think fit be fit podcast for Uh, on Instagram and Facebook. I'm also on Instagram and Twitter, uh, Instagram, Jennifer underscore Simone underscore Schwartz. And then uh, Twitter at Jen Impact, J-E-N-N Impact. And I have one more thing to ask of you guys. Uh, I need you to share your latest fitness obsessions. What is trending and what do you want a critical eye on? So I have a really new, exciting show coming out and it is going to be myself and a very special, very special um, co-host. And we will be sharing our critique on these trends and, you know, not from a uh, place where we're trying to make sure that you know how bad it is or how bad the marketing is. No, we're really trying to be idealistic and show you how to support yourself with science and sound exercise science concepts. So it's going to be really fun, but we need your help to get started. So head on over to the show notes or the link in my bio on Instagram and Twitter to just spend three minutes uh, filling out this survey and it will be such a huge help. I would 
massively appreciate it. And I cannot wait to share what um, this new show is going to be, what it's going to be like, what the vibe is. It's, I think it's going to be pretty fantastic and I'm so excited about it. And then the last thing is check out uh, last week's episode. It's a live update. It's just 25 minutes and I'll be, and I shared all the updates about that new show and some more details. So check that on, check that out. I published it on June 21st, which is the summer solstice and I, or the winter solstice, depending where you are. We, I do appreciate that this is an international audience of fitness lovers and intellects. So head on over, help us out. I can't wait to see what you're obsessed about. And there's even a special coupon in there for my latest course. Be your own exercise guru. I, um, yeah, I look forward to that and enjoy this amazing conversation with Meredith Mack. I'm here today with a friend, a colleague, and unicorn, (laughs) Meredith Mack. Say hello to everyone. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. I'm so excited to be here. Good. Yes. We're going to have some fun. Um, So we'll get right to it. Uh, I, you know, I'm thinking, you know, physics and exercise. Let's just talk. Okay. Okay. Jump right <laughs> um, in. Just jump right <laughs> in. Cause I've been looking forward to having a conversation about this, uh, because I have an unapologetic love for t- tension in exercise mm. and I haven't had quite the, uh, you know, the right, um, construct to, you know, really get into that. And being that you just like launched a new brand called Tension Generation, I said, oh, here's my chance. Like I can find fully embrace it. You know, Um, when I watch you exercise on, um, on the gram, I I can kind of pick out, I'm like, oh, I kind of know what she's thinking there. Cause we like have this like language that we can speak with tension, physics, mechanics. So I'm really excited to share that with the listeners. Awesome. (laughs) Um, Would you please give uh, everyone a quick intro about you and maybe a little bit about your journey as to how you got here? Yeah, well, it's been quite a journey. Um, And um, again, thank you so much for having me. Uh, Yeah, it's so, gosh, I... I really, exercise has been a part of my life for like as long as I can remember. And I don't know that it was, it definitely wasn't formal Mm -hmm. starting off, but I always was dancing and moving and interested in gymnastics and ice skating and roller skating and um, all kinds of like movement oriented things. However, I really was not a sports person. I was never, I never really played on a team. Um, And I got really passionate about dancing in high school really, really wanted to be a dancer. Like that was my dream. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I came to New York, I started out as a dance major at a college and I was just like, eh, there's things I love. And there's things that are just really challenging and maybe not the right fit for me. So, Mm -hmm. um, I actually ended up switching majors to Mm -hmm. nutrition. Mm -hmm. And so kind of got a little more, um, into that side of, health and movement Mm -hmm. and like, how can that support my movement and, Mm -hmm. um, and started working in a gym eventually, Mm -hmm. actually at the front desk. (laughs) That's how I started. I I, I needed a free membership. Yeah, I know. I I mean, it was a great place to be. I, I, I knew, I I guess there was a part of me that on some level knew that I wanted to be in a certain kind of environment Mm -hmm. that supported Mm -hmm. health. And it was a beautiful space and a beautiful gym. And it's where I, um, have met so many of the people that have been so influential in my life today. <laughs> so it's so funny that it's just kind of funny coincidence, whatever fate that it worked out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I really got into the gym stuff and se- several of my friends were trainers. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to be a trainer too. <laughs> so <laughs> I went through the NASM course uh-huh. and that's how I got started. And, yeah. and I just, you know, it's so funny. Like I remember 
like the first time I ever went to train somebody. I was like, I don't know what <laughs> I'm doing. Like, I feel so uncomfortable right now. I don't, I like this person, this poor person who's paying me money for this. And like, so it's just been a process then over <laughs> the years of like, I guess, you know, really wanting to understand mm, what I it is it. to do. And um, as trainers, like the ability that we, the, the, what we can bring to somebody mm-hmm. or what we, uh, you know, what you realize, like I have the potential to also create harm mm. with what I bring to somebody. So like finding the balance of wanting to help people move forward without pulling them backwards or without creating more discomfort for them. So, mm. yeah. Um, did you like when you switched majors, did you like science at that point? Or I mean, cause nutrition is a pretty science heavy it is, thing. Yeah. I've always really liked science. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never really, so in, in, um, in high school, like I never really took physics or anything like that, which, you know, that was I definitely yeah, trying was like, to skip. I, I wish I, <laughs> well, I, I kind of like, I wish I had, but it was never even like a thing. I, but I remember being like, I, I chemistry, whatever, like, mm-hmm. um, biology, I got, I, anatomy, all of those things. Um, but yeah, when I, when I, I, it was really science heavy. I think I actually even remember saying something like if I knew I was going to have to take organic chemistry, I wouldn't have done this. And now, I mean, like, I would love to be able to sit down and just like really understand organic chemistry, even though I don't think that's like ever going to happen. Um, but I've never (laughs) like been afraid of the science. Mm -hmm. Like, I think, I think so much of it is like the right teacher. Mm-hmm. If you have a teacher who's passionate about it, they can like make anything interesting. So, yeah, I, I mean, I had ke- chemistry in college made me cry, actually. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was it was one of those things. It was um, a, a thing that pushed me. And, um, you know, maybe I cry easy, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, so I, you know, then another thing I wanted to put a pin in was when you were reflecting on your first training clients and things like that, same thing, exact same thing. I got the, the, the pitch to be a trainer because I was an athlete, hmm. athlete. And, uh, I was honored. Of course I was like, yes, I am. And, and then I started training people and I had no clue what was going on. And it was, and and that was, I had been formally working out with weights at that point for almost 10 years. Wow. I fell in love with the gym culture when I was like 15. Wow. And so I was, I was, I was a consumer of fitness in watch looking at the magazines when I was 15 and being, and like figuring out how to do kickbacks and figuring out that I could do three different things and then put them all together. And, you know, and that, and, and, and just walking into like the trainer shoes, totally different. Um, and then I got really upset because one time the, one of my first clients was a woman eight weeks out of a double mastectomy. I was like, wait, Whoa, like, I really don't know. Yeah. Like I didn't even know, I, I don't even think at that point, um, you know, mastectomy was like part of my like vocabulary. Yeah, sure. Um, let <laughs> trying to help someone. Um, and, but I will say, uh, my conclusion of this and little story is that now that I have told that story on the podcast, um, and I've been interviewed by other podcasters, we're not the only ones. Like I know people have reached out to me with a similar story about the fitness industry and just being kind of thrown into it. Um, so, so many times. And so anyways, if you all are out there, I know you are, cause you're going to drop into my DMS. Mm-hmm. And now that we have fitness for consumption on the, um, on the feed, I feel, I feel like amazing being able to be like, I actually have a starting point for you and it's free. Like Mm. this is going to change your perspective, you know? Yeah. Well, there's some, and you don't know what you don't know. And like you said, like if you have had a background in training, it's not like there's, 
there are things you know and to work with certain people i mean it's it's a different experience to train yourself versus to train somebody else so no matter what but like then you get thrust into like a situation with somebody who's really going through something like really <laughs> severe like it's yeah it's very scary and the last thing you want to do if you have that, any empathy at all is like hurt them mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so yeah and you know um the the idea that exercise can be even harmful mm. um might be um kind of novel to some people but it might also be something that that's the only thing someone knows is that exercise is harmful and exercise has to hurt or yeah. it's just the way it is for them so anyways I think we found a good way to bridge into um, this like love for working with the body in intra exercise. Mm -hmm. And um, so when, um, so how do you explain using the word tension mm -hmm. in your brand to someone who's like, yeah, I'm, I don't want tension. Right. Don't I'm want not tension. stressed. <laughs> not, well, I mean, so that was really, <laughs> I was like sitting here and I was thinking about it and I, I loved it because I loved the idea that we are like going through this whole pandemic, that we have all of this like social unrest. Like there's all of this stuff that's happening in the world and the tension from that, that we could actually take and turn into something I don't want to say like, but we could get stronger. We could, we could actually open up more and like <laughs> be more compassionate and figure out ways around. So I, I liked, but, but you're right. The word tension in and of itself has a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. So I really like, do I want to call something that like, is that going to deter people from wanting to like explore this more? Mm -hmm. But like, I think it's so much about appropriate tension. When I, 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 I have always wanted to find a way to talk about the things I love doing, which mm -hmm. is exercise, which is dance, which is roller skating, which is like, so anything body related. Mm -hmm. um, and those are all requiring some kind of tension. Like mm -hmm. my muscles are involved. Yes, there are other things involved too, but like, um, and I kept, you know, when I go into the gym on any given day, I'm thinking about like, what do I have? What mm -hmm. is allowed today? What do I want to do today? What is my body able and willing and open to doing today? And so for me, it's always about kind of starting at square one, mm -hmm. trying and seeing how it feels. And I think of that as what are my tension generating capabilities today, mm -hmm. which sounds so stupid, but like <laughs> it's, I mean, I don't expect like a normal person <laughs> to go into the gym necessarily, but it's true. It's like, there are some days when I feel like I can produce or generate a certain amount of force mm -hmm. for, for a number of different reasons. Mm -hmm. And on other days I can't, mm -hmm. or it stops sooner. It stops at a different place or it's like, and there might be a, a number of different reasons why and being mm -hmm. open to all of that. So like I, if I work with my body Mm -hmm. on any given day with what it's giving me on that day and don't put the expectations of like mm -hmm. what I think it should be able to do or mm -hmm. what I, you know, I might, I might have an overall goal of what I want it to do, mm -hmm. but I'm also totally okay with for this day, for this workout, for this particular exercise, for this particular part of this rep of this exercise, it's just not there. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just, I just, I just, <laughs> to, to get back to like the tension part it's just like I I can't look at exercise and not see that part of it mm -hmm. because, you know and even from like an MAT perspective mm -hmm. you know you've seen where you put someone in a position and they just can't mm -hmm. they just can't and mm -hmm. then you do some stuff and you put them there and they can mm -hmm. and so um I think respecting like what we have, but I don't think of tension as a bad thing. I mm -hmm. know that in certain contexts, it definitely has like negative tones and all of that. But like, I just, yeah, I just loved it. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you know, uh, the way I, I mean, I always come back to the idea that, you know, without tension, you don't have exercise. 
Like it's, yeah. it's, 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 yeah, there's no, there's no activity. I mean, yeah. whether it's eating or whether it's getting out of bed in the morning, I mean, those are all, mm-hmm. and there was a quote, I mean, I have it at the top of my, um, my tension generation page from joint mm-hmm. structure and function. And it says the most important characteristic of a muscle is its ability to generate tension is its literal ability to pull one attachment to another attachment mm-hmm. without that. Like we can't move a skeleton. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, a visual, like if people could see my boom, <laughs> that could serve as our tension, uh, you know, our tension stability, uh, yeah, yeah. visual yeah, here. Yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> um, because, you know, I, yeah, the, you know, the truth is, um, in, in the interview you did with Curtis, like this, he came up with this amazing analogy with the sandwich. Do you remember that? Oh my God. I said, said yeah, no, yeah yeah I do I do yeah yeah tell, wait, tell me again yeah <laughs> I, forget exactly said, you know, I remember being like I love that moving you know just, so when we are given an exercise in, in instruction like so you tell me to do a squat meaning move up and down with this weight don't fall that's this is the basics right so if you just have that instruction, you have like basically two pieces of bread and like the good stuff's in the middle. And it's like, uh, yeah. And the good stuff is that like tension generating Mm. thought process capability. Um, and you know, building it basically and playing with it, you know, do I want mustard? No, we don't need mustard today. You know, yeah. I don't have to hold that position. You know, that right. would be my analogy right, there, right, right? right? I mean, I love mustard, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Yellow or you know, brown. <laughs> yeah, 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 really. Um, and yeah, so thinking of it like, you know, uh, for some of my audience, um, when I talk about strength training, you know, I'm always talking about it and trying to sell it in this Mm. like science way, you know, Mm. Gigi has very much influenced me in that way. Like, but I, you know, I think I, I like for uh, watching your brand grow and like seeing um, and listening to that conversation, it's like, no, we can be, we can use this strength training as a nourishment, you know, um, tool or, practice or and you know I just I freaking love that and I just wish I could you know um stand on the corner and just like sell it and like everybody would have it you know I would sell it cheap if everybody would buy it right (laughs) well I, I was thinking about that it's like um I love the way I feel when I exercise, but that hasn't always necessarily been the case. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I've also thought about it's because of the way that I've come to understand and be able to um, do it for myself. But if I had to do certain workouts, I don't think I would, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, even an example of like over the pandemic when gyms were closed, like there's a certain, um, there's a certain thing I enjoy mm-hmm. and there's a certain like, um, feeling that I like creating that I want to return to. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when I couldn't get that same feeling from what I could create at home, like it was disappointing in some respect. And I probably didn't, you know, I had to try to find other ways of doing things, but like, I really appreciated when gyms opened back up because again, I could kind of get back to the sensations that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a part of me that really does believe that more people would work out if they were able to really find something that they wanted to return to. I think mm-hmm. if people don't work out, it's because they don't really like some aspects of what it is they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, there's challenges. Yes, it like can feel hard. Yes, but like sometimes, I don't know, like when you're ready for it, if it's not just thrust upon you or somebody's like screaming it at you. And, and again, that's my personal like stuff that I don't like. Um, um, yeah, I just think that more people would yeah. work out. No, there's some truth to that. There's actually, um, and I've referred to this one a few times, um, but there was a survey done about a thousand people, men and women in the U S and they surveyed them as to like what their attitude towards exercises currently, um, in their adulthood and 
what their experience was as a younger person in physical education. And I read through the study, there were quotes in there from 25 year olds that said they thought about suicide after getting embarrassed in gym class. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I would, I would actually really love to read that. Um, I have, yeah. I, I, I think about that a lot. I think about my own experiences. I think, because like I said before, I was never on like sports teams. I don't Mm -hmm. have that. I never would have thought of myself as being an athletic person. I wouldn't have been chosen first for any kind of kickball team or whatever. When we had to run outs, I hated running. I hated (laughs) running. I still, and I still, and, and I know that I still, part of the reason why I don't like to run is because of the experiences I had when I was younger and how terrible it felt in my body mm-hmm. and just like how terrible I felt about myself for not being able to do it the way that other people could. Mm-hmm. And that's not my fault. Like that's mm-hmm. not, that didn't have to be, I mean, maybe they were trying to weed us out or whatever, but like it didn't, it doesn't have to be like that. I don't think mm-hmm. for anyone. And it's unfortunate that those early experiences can like so impact Mm-hmm. Us yeah. Later in life. Yeah. I mean, they were hesitant to work out 20, 15 years later. Like they just didn't. And like, so, you know, my bottom line there is that will impact your whole entire life. Absolutely. Right. Like yeah. that's detrimental if you never want to go back. Cause you just don't like the way that makes you feel. I mean, and I think about that in terms of even like dance classes, like I never happened yeah. to me, but like, like there are, um, people who would get weighed, you know, mm-hmm. and, and other sports too. I think that they do that, mm-hmm. you know, and certainly gymnastics and whatever mm-hmm. else. It's like, gosh, Korea. I mean, you even think about like people who are in um, wrestling and like mm-hmm. all those oh, yeah. mental things and like the unhealthy behaviors that get formed from like trying to fit ourselves into somebody else's idea of what we're supposed to be and what's acceptable to be a dancer or a wrestler. I mean, I know there's weight classes and things like that, but like, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Yeah. no, you're, you're, that's spot on. I mean, you know, I've worked with a ton of younger athletes and, um, it was really disturbing when boys would come to me with these questions and I'd be like, well, I am, I don't know who to even send this to Hmm. because they were just questioning how much they should eat and how, and how fast they would be if, you know, if they had less weight or, you know, it was just like really it was, it was kind of all over the place. And I, anywho, um, so, you know, the point is, I think is that, um, enjoying exercise can come if we can, you know, create more conversation around what can happen intra set, intra exercise, the questions we ask ourselves before exercise, the way we transition into the gym, you know, um, and I would also like to say retweet on like <laughs> being a, getting back into like the machines and lifting, um, uh, yeah. was, was glorious. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah because yeah. I, I, I was fortunate enough to have a barbell. Okay. It's, you know, and I had my, um, my spring set up at the studio, um, for Pilates, which is fine. Um, but I called it, um, I've not said this on, on air before, but I called, I called my workouts during quarantine, my Pilates prison workouts. Cause like, yeah, I it was so funny. <laughs> I just had this, well, kind of conversation yesterday. I don't remember the, but I was like talking to my client and I was like, if like, like wondering if other people actually think to themselves, like if I was in prison, this is what I would do to occupy my time. <laughs> I think so. I think the pandemic was kind of like that, right? Yeah. Um, so, but when I got back into the gym, man, I was, I, I love that, like sitting down, buckling in, yeah. you know, uh, anchoring in different points and being able to push and generate for like eight seconds. You know, like most of my reps are close to seven, eight seconds, no matter what I'm doing. Yeah. Going faster for me is the outlier. Mm. Yeah, I, I would say that's for me too. And not necessarily like I always 
I'm interested like somebody commented on my squat video that I had posted yesterday and said like, oh, super slow approach. I dig it, whatever. And I'm like, it's actually just my normal speed, <laughs> but it looks super slow compared to a lot of like what you see other people yeah. doing. But that's like, we're all, like you said, and what Curtis said, like that's where all the good stuff is. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, and it, don't get me wrong. There's like a place and a reason for sometimes wanting to go faster and for exploring that too. But yeah. yeah, Gigi and PJ just did like three and a half hours of content on that, and oh, wow. that's great. But, um, you know, they were talking about different neuromuscular constructs, yeah. like timing and like fast twitch. I mean, it was yeah. nuanced, uh, to say the that least. That would be, um, yeah, I should, um, go they're, they're good. Um, and, um, but, you know, for the most part, you know, uh, slowing down for me, is so enjoyable. I just really enjoy that. And I was really missing that for sure. Um, let's, um, so back into, um, you know, originally we met in like, you know, exercise mechanics environment, right? Mm -hmm. um, so can you speak to like going back to that time where you were able to start plugging that into your mm -hmm. sessions and with your clients and, you know, that kind of, uh, what was going, you know, what was, what that change felt like for you? Um, yeah, that's a good question because I feel like I trained a certain way before and that certainly changed. And there was a process, you know, cause it was like a learning curve and it didn't all like, it, I wasn't aware of things all at once. Like it was mm -hmm. slowly taking on certain information and trying to like analyze equipment and see what the possibilities were and like um you know and I think I think interestingly enough too when I first started going through more exercise mechanics physics courses I was living in Baltimore I was training mm -hmm. in Baltimore and there was a certain which I would say was somewhat similar to New York mm -hmm. where I trained before mm -hmm. um there was a more functional uh mm, Functional, the, yeah. The, function, the way that the world thinks of functional exercise. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a lot of like combination movements and like a lot of like um, the standard things <laughs> you see, wood chopping and like, well, all the, thing, all yeah. the, all the things, right? <laughs> Balancing and which is like, there's a, there can be a time and a place for those things. But um, that was the primarily the thing that I was doing. When I moved, I ended up moving to a gym that was really just machine based. I mean, there mm -hmm. was, and so it was, when I was kind of forced, well, I don't want to say forced, um, when I, that was really like what was available mm -hmm, before, mm -hmm. if you're working at a gym that doesn't really have a lot of equipment or machines. Well, it's like, if you were in a band, it's like you had a kazoo right. and then you got to, you know, the, the place with all the machines and it was like, Whoa, there's like six different string instruments here. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, so it's like there's more to practice with. There's more, and people. I think too, though, the clientele, the, the people that were working out at that gym, were more open mm -hmm. to like having a whole workout that was just machine oriented. Whereas mm -hmm. the expectation in other locations might have been, but like, when do we do the jumpy stuff the rotation <laughs> and the thing you know and it's like well am I what am I even and you know and even exploring that part of it um not only what do I think and what have I been taught is like what exercise is supposed to look like but what has the rest of the world come to think from looking at magazines from looking at like certain people or mm -hmm. people they look up to um mm -hmm. so I think there was definitely um a a a, a it took a little bit of challenge. Mm -hmm. It was challenging a little bit in mm -hmm. some ways. Um, I think the people who get it really get it and really appreciate it mm -hmm. and see and feel in their body. Um, but then I think some people like are still, I've worked with people back here in New York who um, are really afraid, like really feel that machines equal bulky mm -hmm. muscle bound, um, it like, like detrimental to being a functional human Yeah, and trying to explore that in a way with people where it's not saying, no, you're wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, let's talk mm -hmm. about that. Like, let's figure out what, how can we like open up to maybe the possibility that things are 
Yeah. One or the other, but maybe a little bit both. I mean, you're a walking myth buster. You're, you, <laughs> you were competing in like bikini, yeah. right? Yeah. And doing the heavy stuff. So it's like, well, but see, that's the thing, I, you know, and so that, so when I first started competing, I was uh -huh. working with a coach who was very much like, um, high reps, low weight, um, like no calories, <laughs> no fat. Wow. Um, this is fascinating. I, uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's, so, it's so interesting. And this is why I love body stuff. It's cause it's like, okay, how many ways Mm -hmm. what, like, what do all of these individual variables do? Like, how can I manipulate them? How can I create different situations? What happens when I try to do this? And then the problem, I mean, that's not a problem, but like I started competing back in 2009. And so, and, and I competed until about 2014. And so, and I tried a few different things. I would say there were several, there were, there were two really like standard ways that I got there. Mm -hmm. And now I'm doing a whole kind of different thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, I feel better than when I was competing, like I, in, in a lot of different ways. But, um, um, sorry, got off on a little tangent. Um, oh, no, that was great. But, but no, <laughs> that was when I first started competing, I, right, high reps, low weight, all of those, all of that. Um, and then what I found for me, because I have the trouble of like keeping muscle on, especially if I'm not taking in a high calorie, high enough calorie, right? Yeah, that's, I, I can completely, that makes complete sense. Yeah. So, so, so starting to actually lift weights and, and, and to not feel like scrawny and like weak, but to feel strong and like, I can go into the gym and it's not like I'm using this five pound dumbbell and doing a hundred reps of it. Mm -hmm. I'm doing a 25, whatever, and I'm doing eight to 10 reps and, and then I'm seeing myself get stronger. Like, Oh, I can do thirties now. Oh, I can do 35. Like to me, that's empowering to mm -hmm. me. I want to feel um, strong in my body. Not like not, not weak, which is what I kind yeah. of felt like the other approach was making yeah. So what I'm imagining is like, um, total failure towards mm -hmm. the end of a set versus mm -hmm. walking away from a set, a little, little schwitz, little, little sweat, but little elevated, but good, like feeling good. Like you're still grounded. You're not falling apart. Yeah. No, no <laughs> I, I mean, I just don't. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I I think, I think the thing is, is that I always like with everything I do, whether it's competing, which is kind of an extreme sport in some ways, or can mm -hmm. be, um, whether it's dancing, which again, can be an extreme, I, I don't want to really participate in any, and maybe that's my downfall is like, I don't really, or maybe it's not, but I don't want to <laughs> really participate in any of these things to their extremes. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's like at the extreme that you're like asking your body to do things that it won't be able to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know? I mean, do you feel like you achieved something through competing? Do you feel like that was, I don't know, an achievement for you? Um, yeah, I think it was absolutely something that needed to happen in my life. Mm -hmm. I really liked the way that it forced me to make goals for myself. Mm -hmm. I don't really care about the getting on stage or the... I mean, it was nice to get my pro card. That was like, felt like an accomplishment. Mm -hmm. um, but I know that there's just as much, like, I don't know if I'm supposed to say, but I feel like there's just as much like kind of back door, backhand, back, like underground things that go on in that whole world that like me getting my pro card could have just been by chance, you okay. know? Yeah. I mean, I felt good about it. I felt good about where I was at that time, but I know it well that like the the division bikini has expanded exponentially since I was competing mm -hmm. and got my pro card back in 2012 now it's like classes of 50 girls or whatever and like I'm not, I might not even be seen at that point you mm -hmm. know so it's timing it's like all of those things um yeah. but I but I loved the I loved the process I loved starting at a 
place, having an idea of where I wanted to get to and working diligently and consistently over a stretch of however many months to get there mm -hmm. and seeing my body change. And yes, it's challenging, but like, it's like the same way that anybody would train for a marathon or train for some kind of event that just requires a little extra. Except there's rhinestones involved. <laughs> yeah like the swords with like yeah. I, like one of my favorite uh, like trophies or whatever was like this sword with this like dragon with like the ruby on it. <laughs> I was like yes like, that one <laughs> yeah, yeah there it is <laughs> you know it's like I'm glad I'm glad it was a part of my life I don't have any desire to stand mm -hmm. on stage and have somebody else tell me like mm. or judge me based on what they think I'm supposed to look like or yeah yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. That was very raw. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Cause, uh, you know, it's not, um, you know, it's not every day you get, you know, we get to sit and like reflect on, you know, what that, what that meant for us, you know, like, um, you know, I, I look at the soccer the same way. Like, you know, if you look at my actual resume for soccer, yeah, it was freaking awesome 20 years ago. Like, semi-pro like I toured in Europe I played blah 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 like and uh but I mean now like I you know I'm a c-minus student in those <laughs> in what is like considered like yeah. good now you know so but um again you know it taught me so much about the world like I you know soccer for me taught me um I learned about racism I learned about you know I learned about um sexism I learned about coaching I learned about mental thresholds I learned about hitting walls like and I learned them again in my business so like you know all these um they're just it, so in a way you know that uh the way that these cycles repeat um, and that we can get them through playing in a way, like, yeah. you know, com you know, we're, we're competing in something and that is an opportunity to play, you know, that's how I look at it. It's an opportunity yeah. to be better. Yeah. And it's amazing. You know, same as this, uh, pandemic, you know, it was an opportunity right. for a lot of, you know, my stock to, you know, to look at the things that I was holding on to and the things I needed to let go of. Um, and I'm lucky in that way. Like my brother has been working nonstop since this thing started and, you know, um, and is completely exhausted and unhealthy and he's in his thirties. Like that's, you know, so that's a totally different scenario. He didn't have right. that space and time yeah. and inability to, you know, I, you know, even reshape for me, like I, you know, it really was, it, it was, it was a good thing for me. So anyhow, yeah. I that though. like everybody had such a different experience and a unique, um, you know, yeah. set of circumstances that came up for them. And I, I kind of, I'm on the same side as you, like it gave me time to like reassess and like think about some things. And I was grateful for that time. And that's when, um, so that's when tension generation came to be right? Uh, yeah. 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 So when I first saw it, I thought of it like, like, I love the play on words, like generation. Yeah. And also like the verb generation. Yeah. Okay. So generation for me, I was, you know, I'm, you know, like we were talking about the other day, I've got that Libra signature. So I'm like generation, social justice, help people, right. yeah. you know? No, but it's yeah. all about that. Like I, again, too, like I, I didn't really mention that before as much, but like I wanted a space to also talk about that. And we were sort of mm -hmm. looking at that, brushed on that the other night, mm -hmm. um, social justice and like what, how does that affect like in the fitness world where safe spaces and patriarchal mm -hmm. structures and like, toxic masculinity and like, it, I mean, mm. it, you know, like I want there to be, um, a way to discuss all things and anything that, you know, that, that mm. I think is important. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a, so that's a brilliant play on words then. That's really, that's what I thought when I saw it. So 
good job. <laughs> <'Cause> that, <laughs> I, right? you know, so, yeah, I, I really got into coloring. <laughs> like, and I would just sit and I would color and like, try to, like think about life and like, <laughs> what am I doing? And what, yeah, just, like, those things that just yeah. Um, and then what else is I had? I always ask people, you know, um, what are you like currently studying or are you planning to take any courses in the future that are, um, or, you know, something interesting in the, in like a intellectual, uh, endeavor? Well, you know, um, right now I really feel like I'm trying to open up Mm -hmm. more to, different modalities of mm-hmm. movement. Mm. So like I mentioned to you the other night that I have gotten sort of back into this gyrotonic mm-hmm. course um, class and exploring. I I really am interested because I, I, I think at a certain point, um, and I don't, it's not that I, this is completely gone, but like, I think maybe other people can relate to this too. I hope so. <laughs> like sometimes I do get very, um, like this is the way I like to do things mm-hmm. and there's a reason why I like to do them this way. And, mm-hmm. um, this is, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think being at a space now where it's like, yes. And there are other ways of looking at things. And sometimes there are, um, oftentimes dance and weightlifting have felt at odds to me. And I've always been trying to find a way to, I want to be able to do everything that I want my body to be able to do anything and everything I want it to do. That's freedom. That would, that is freedom. And I, and, um, I think exploring and like learning from people who might have a different perspective than I do and like really trying to, now that I have an awareness and a, like a, a, can understand enough, I think, that I can take in somebody else's point of view and kind of see, well, I like, I, I, that makes sense to me. I have questions about this and maybe also that doesn't make sense to me. And I don't, and I think I just need to leave that there. Um, I feel like that, that being open to Mm -hmm. that at this point is like, is like really where I is what my next expansion is, Mm -hmm. is like really trying to open up to how all of these things fit together hmm how do you create the most well-rounded system mm-hmm. um and how do you so that you can keep growing and keep getting because like I, I I don't know I just really feel like I want to just keep getting stronger <laughs> and know, yeah every sense of what that means and I just refuse to believe that because I'm a certain age or whatever that I have to like stop until I have a good reason to stop you know yeah. Well, this is a good space to do that. You know, I think, um, one, you know, I'm familiar with that desire. I, you know, it, it like is a fire in my soul, honestly, to think about getting stronger and aging at the same time. Yeah. And that's one of the things I'm like, I, like I use this podcast as growth you know, because I have to, one, be responsible for what I'm saying, which is, you know, with a loud potty mouth like mine is like a real challenge. Um, and, uh, you know, and like, honestly, like coaching what I used to like in the athletic space and strength and conditioning was just a warm up for that because, you know, you have to really take responsibility for what you say to like, yeah. you know, younger people, um, at least I thought. So, um, and, um, but the, that was just a warm up for this, like the growth I've experienced just from that, like I'm, I'm responsible for what I say, I'm putting it out there. Um, like, and like a couple, couple, uh, episodes ago, we were talking about cardio exercise and I was like, oh yeah, my double unders, like I pee a little now. So <laughs> like, I just like, you know, it was just like, I was, it just like came out and I was like, oh, you know what? It's true. Um, yeah. Like, you know, my jump roping skills aren't the same. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, and, but anyways, so like when, so the things that I'm questioning now um, are, you know, like the attack of, um, we culturally attack fat. That's mm. one big one for me. 
And then that leads me down the rabbit hole of brown fat, white fat. And like, I love anatomy. I love, I love biology and anatomy. It's like, yeah, I love bones. (laughs) Um, And, you know, and then now I'm on this next level, which is like um, ageism. Mm. But, um, you know, it's like, the one end of it is, you know, refusing to say I'm too, I I don't want to say I'm too old. I don't want to have that excuse because it's really hard to hear from someone who is so interested in like, you know, the, the preservation of muscle and nerve health, right? Because once those things start declining, you and I both know from sitting in the trainer position, from sitting in the daughter position, sister position, it, it goes downhill and it's, you know, um, and then, but the other side of that is like, I don't want to fight that in a toxic way. Mm. You know, I don't want to chase youth. Right. Right. That is impossible to catch. Right. And I don't want to participate that in that on a cultural level. Yeah. I love, I love that, you know, (laughs) I know, but it's true. It's the same. Um, I think that's so much about why it's so great to have these conversations because mm-hmm. there's just, there's two sides, like at least two sides, but like <laughs> there's extremes yeah. at both ends of it. And like, mm-hmm. what does that mean? And like, yes, I want to be healthy and yes, I want to feel good. And yes, I want to feel free to move. And I want to look and feel the way I want to feel. However, mm-hmm. where is that really coming from? Is society, is that societal pressure? Am I feeling like, because then that becomes a prison in and of itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think so much of like, I've struggled um, to really understand my relationship with exercise over the years because it, I think it, it initially kind of came out of a societal pressure that I needed to look a certain way in order to be loved, you mm-hmm. know, and it's mm-hmm. from, but, but at the same time, I am where I am now. And I can look back and say, well, those were my experiences. I don't think that that's how I relate to exercise now. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but, but I recognize that that exists. So like, why, what are the intentions behind what I'm doing? Mm. Why is this just something I love or am I, am I feeling like this is who I have to be in order to get something else from it? Mm. And I think like we can ask ourselves that about like so many different scenarios. Yeah. Um, what I think is super special about you is that you're, you take this into a visual form, like your pictures are just, you know, there are, you know, people could hang those like, and as not in a, you know, um, it's art, you know, I wouldn't, you know, it's like, there's a symmetry to it. There's a dynamic piece to it you know it's it's not the as probably it's it you know can you speak to the evolution of you know bikini to where you are now I know I know well it's so funny so I mean to be honest with you that's kind of one of the reasons I stopped competing was um I remember working with a photographer and at that time he was just like you know like why are you spending all of this time training for competitions like you sh- you would get more out of it if you actually did photo shoots and like, you can work towards that, you know, being in whatever shape you want to be in for it. I mean, a, a, a little bit, like there's, there's nuances to this conversation. Yeah, but like but, you're, and it was just like, Oh, <laughs> like it felt like I actually had something to show for it. So like at that point in my life, I think when I started, I, I had turned pro and I started doing pro competitions and I didn't place well at all ever. <laughs> so I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why am I doing this? And that'll make you question, right? If I did well, I probably still would be competing. Well, was maybe. it the shoes? I know, right? <laughs> it's not dark enough. It's my tan. I blame my makeup artist. Um, but, but no, that's kind of how I got into it. And then I was like, I really, I like having something to show for it. And at that time, Instagram was becoming like a real thing. And so like having content to post to the gram was like, it just made sense that like, this is how you grow and that you could be successful. There were, you could be successful in the fitness industry by, creating a brand around yourself that didn't have anything to do with competing. 
mm-hmm. at the time, I mean, and maybe still to some extent, I don't, I'm not in that world right now, but like, um, the, the, it was kind of like you compete, you do well, you get like partnered with a supplement company, they promote you, blah, blah, blah. And this is kind of how you like become a fitness superstar. <laughs> yeah. But that's just like so dissatisfying. And, mm. um, and, um, so yeah, that's kind of how I got into the whole photo shoot thing. And it's, you know, ebbed and flowed based on like, cause like there are times in my life when I've been more involved in weightlifting and resistance training, and then I will have kind of a swing back the other way towards dance and like kind of get more like feeling like I want to be artsy and like creative. And, <laughs> and then I'm kind of like, yeah, but I want to be strong. So. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, awesome. So yeah, yeah. So this, this fast one was really cool because it kind of like really brought together a lot of those things. I felt Is that like the desert felt, stuff. Yeah. Like I felt yeah. strong. I felt creative. I felt artistic. I felt like I was working with someone who like was really trying to bring out those things too. And it just felt like a hit on a lot of different notes that are not just one aspect of, but like a really like got to more of who I am. Mm. Who I want to be. I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. I, so I, yay. Just retweet. Yay. Stars, emoji, whatever. Don't have the words. Love it. Um, well, okay. One technical question. (laughs) How do you maintain like being able to do a split, like, and get your leg up in the air? Well, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So I got like that last one that I just posted, uh, like that was total luck. Like I was like, I did he would send me pictures like, like, do you think we could try this? And I'm like, we can try, but I can't promise you anything. Like, I don't know what that's going to look like. Um, but no, I, 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 so that's, and I, and again, I kind of like, um, go back and forth about this. Like, I do think there, uh, the whole idea of wanting to be stable and mobile at the same time, mm. I can't, I, I have always been a flexible person mm-hmm. to some extent. And if I train more towards flexibility, I will get a little more flexible. And if I like ignore it for a while, I will be a little less flexible, but like, that's kind of my natural mm-hmm. place. So, um, like, like a dancer. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it hasn't, it hasn't now I do find that like, sometimes if I try to push it Mm -hmm. and also push doing something really heavy in the gym, like Mm -hmm. back to back, it doesn't, there's not always a good, like, I don't always feel really good about that. Like my Mm -hmm. body doesn't feel good about that. My SI joint like Mm -hmm. area was like, that was not right. (laughs) Don't do that again. Um, But yeah, again, like, I think I want to be able to do both. I want to be able to be able to get my leg where I want it to go. And I want to be strong too. So I haven't kind of found the perfect blend of those Mm. things yet. I'm still working on that. And yeah, yeah. I get a lot of, I I get a lot of benefit from the apparatus spring Pilates for me. Yeah. Um, But I'm a we have totally different body types. So, um, you know, I am not naturally flexible at all. Like, (laughs) like, you know, um, I'll never forget it when I first started receiving MAT as a client. Mm -hmm. Now I was, I figured this stuff out. I figured out the joint deterioration in my body was accelerating, um, in my early twenties. Like, so I had had three knee surgeries before I was 19. So as competitive soccer player, kind of competitive in skiing and those two things don't go well, especially with my hip angles and whatever, and my anatomy, my, not my whatever, sorry, anatomy. <laughs> um, and, um, and so I figured out really quickly that my, you know, that this was bad, like the arthritis was obvious on uh, x-rays. I could mm-hmm. feel it when I was like 24. I just didn't feel good. And my posture was already changing. <laughs> um, and I'll never forget. I had started seeing Ami for MAT and I was consistent for six months and I went into a physical and they were like, you grew two inches. Uh-huh. I'm like, Oh no. Like I was, <laughs> I was, I, you know, my center yeah. of mass was changing yeah. because yeah. my, you know, my knees weren't functioning that well. And that's like going to create. So anyways, um, when I found using Pilates, um, and I've been pretty consistent with that for a number of years as a student, I don't teach it by yeah. any means. I offer it to people in my studio, but, um, 
you know, that's the thing that has really been able to keep, get me to maximally to where I am today. And I don't, uh, yeah, and I, you know, I have no reason to push it any further. Oh, except for golf. I have taken up golf in the last like two and a half years. And there are some challenges for being five, two and a half and be trying to swing a golf club. Let me tell you. <laughs> there are challenges for being five, eight and a half. And, yeah. <laughs> and golf has never been my, my sport. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, like, that's so cool that you're doing that. Yeah. Um, well, I, you know, I, I need for me, like I need to be outside. I also need a little bit of structure in order to do that. Like I can, yeah, I can go on a hike. Um, but I'm not like motivated enough to like get it all together. Like, Oh, I got to pack food. <laughs> I got to pack water, you know? Like, so I need that like appointment. Like, <laughs> um, no, I think that like golf courses are located in some of the most beautiful majestic places in the world yeah. I'm always like man I wish I golfed because then I could yeah. Scotland and like well you yeah I mean participating in something called the 19th hole is for everyone so and that's just cocktails after uh, ah, on the golf I course so you know it's, it's you pretty cool <laughs> yeah yep yeah that's exactly what it is yeah and that's the thing that was another thing that really attracted me to it you can you, you can do it as like a travel activity you yeah. can do it and once I kind of saw that, I was like, oh, I like this. And I don't know, there's, it, it gets really fun to compete against yourself hmm. in that way. And that's kind of the thing. So anyways, that's pushed my flexibility to a new level. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay. <laughs> that's interesting. But like, because you just, you explore different ranges that you, than you would if you weren't golfing. Oh my God. Yeah. And, like, and, and being a student your own workout. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. And my own workouts. Yeah. My, my, um, and honestly, like my upper, I didn't, you know, probably not until four years ago, I think my upper body wasn't that strong. Hmm. And as soon as I got stronger up here, yeah, like my hips were moving better and it just like did, even as an MAT specialist, it like didn't even occur to me because I, you know, I've been doing MAT full time. Like that is like my job. Right. So honestly, it took my body like three years just to adapt to that. The hand strength, the shoulder. Yeah. It's, it's That's a lot. Yeah. It's I'm, a lot. I'm working through some of that right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then when I started, when I felt like I, I couldn't recover, that was the point. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't like recover from work and work out the way for, for upper body strength that just wasn't happening. So, um, when I finally was able to do that probably about four years ago, and that was a game changer too. So, Hey, um, here's the more game changers for in that way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, all right. Well, um, did we miss anything? Well, I'm sure we did, but I'm sure we could have another conversation at some point. Yeah, <laughs> and we might be doing that. And we might be doing that. Which wink, I'm wink. Wink, 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 wink. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, tell people where to find you. And um, well, you can, yeah. You and then I'll go cry in the corner because I have to say bye. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram at Meredith underscore Mac or at The Tension Generation. Um, or you can find me at meredithmack.com. I have, I need to like update my website. So sorry. yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. You're playing on Instagram all the time. That's the, that's, that's the playground. My, that's, that's my playground for right now, but yep. it has been so much fun talking to you, Jen. Thank you so much for having Absolutely. me. Wow. Thanks guys for hanging out, uh, for this amazing conversation between Meredith Mack and myself. I've really enjoyed having it and being able to put it on the podcast and really show you guys in uh, this really exalted, refreshing way to explore your movement and explore your potential. I believe exercise is a place where we can explore limitless possibilities with our body. And it's just such an amazing thing to be able to share that with you guys. And and promote self-love in in the process of it because that is something um, that I get so much joy from. So I'm just really glad that I have, you know, enough confidence to share it with you guys. Now, I do need your help in an up 
upcoming project. So first of all, if you listened carefully enough, you may have heard a hint at what this new project may be. But what we need is for our audience to fill out a one-minute questionnaire about what your latest fitness obsessions are, exercises, workouts, trends, clothing, whatever, um, gadgets maybe, uh, but we just want to know what people, where, where people are. So this is a content ask, all right? And what we're going to do with that information is start to critique and put critical thinking out there for the trends and have some fun with it and show you guys how to keep your options open based uh, in science and being grounded in finding out what's best for your body in a really safe way, safe and fun. So head on over to the show notes and click on the one minute questionnaire. We need your help. I really appreciate it. And I'm also offering a discount to my course, Be Your Own Exercise Guru, if you take your, give us that one minute of your time for the questionnaire. So I would really love to hear from you, obviously, and I would love to give you that discount to the course. The second thing is head on over to iTunes, subscribe, first of all, and Give us those. Uh, give us a five star rating, and if there's something you're not so five stars about, send me a message. I would love to know how we can improve this. I would also love to know how you, what you are learning from this podcast. So you can share that with a review. You can share that with me. I will. Um, I would love to read that and know more about how people are using this information, and share it with your friends, your loved ones. I truly believe that we have to learn how to respect exercise and explore all these possibilities. It's not the norm in fitness culture to enjoy exercise as much as Meredith and I do. So this enthusiasm can be yours as well, um, but it also can be part of your social circle and your family circle. And what a beautiful idea that is to share the gift of uh, fitness, like just enjoying it, you know, being able to share that and be rooted in that. I just truly um, cannot think of, you know, anything better, <laughs> obviously. Anyways, um, I'm so excited um, to just continue working on this and connecting with you guys. Head on over to thinkfitbefitpodcast.com where you can sign up for the newsletter. I'll send out that newsletter twice a month and you can just hit reply and say hi to me. And, you know, of course, I'm always on the gram as well at Jennifer underscore Simone underscore Schwartz. And then the podcast is at Think Fit, Be Fit Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Have a great week.